And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eating prey like pazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bow and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bow and Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. Are you trying to seduce me, Mr. Roseman? We that should be a drop for you. We should take away the whatever the dirt of the earth drop and let's turn the camera. You got it, Zach. Yes. Yeah. Let's turn the camera on to the Athletics Red Star reporter. Hello, everybody. And a <laughs> we lost Bo at the beginning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Now we have Bo Wolf. Welcome to Birds with Friends. This uh, may continue to happen, and we're uh, producer list again tonight. So um, you know it's going to be a, it's going to be a weird one potentially with the uh, the mic continuing to be finicky. But what a day for the Eagles! We talked yesterday, Zach, about a little bit of a lack of energy from the Birds against the Browns. The Browns came in, punched him in the mouth. The offensive line. I'd never seen them. Couldn't can't remember having seen them overrun so much. And then today, before practice, Nick Sirianni says, "Yeah, you know, if I'm being honest, yesterday's performance on offense wasn't up to the standard. How would the Eagles respond? This Super Bowl team is the Super Bowl hangover keeping them on the couch? Is their head uh, buzzing a little bit? You know, maybe they needed a cheeseburger. Maybe they needed a little hair of the dog. Whatever it was, they came out today, Zach, and they punched right back." A, I would say a, a dominating performance by the Eagles in this uh, in this second of two joint practices. We can get to the final period, this move the ball period where it's it's ones versus ones, and it's just you're playing football. The ball's on you know go, starts on the twenty five or whatever it is, and the Eagles go four and zero. Oh. They win each matchup demonstrably. They've got energy and juice all day long. They've yep. got uh, there's some fights busting out. You got the Browns owner getting getting angry and, uh, you know, all upset. It was good stuff, Zach. And I got to say, I I would say that I if, if this is the uh, time capsule, the headline, I would say I have never felt better about the 2023 Eagles than I do today. That's the headline right there. That is the headline. Uh, I give them credit. And as we have at the top of our notes – it, whatever Nick Sirianni said to this team after yesterday's practice, bottle that up and bring it to the uh, NovaCare after a substandard performance sometime this season because, man, they were different today. And now I say that recognizing that I did not watch the offense yesterday. You did. I only watched them on that the last period. Uh, but your account and the accounts of others indicated that it was a bad day, and Nick Sirianni said as much, and I thought the defense wasn't as energetic uh, as they could have been, perhaps. They didn't have the juice. Let's let's use that term. And both sides of the ball in the a drill, like you said, at the end when they were all together, man, they were – a Tyree Cleveland caught a touchdown, and you would think they just won a Super Bowl. Tyree Cleveland goes octopus. He scores a touchdown, and then they go two-point conversion, and he catches that too. Yeah, but but man, I mean, the way the sideline erupted, mm. Reed Blankenship is the Deshaun Watson. Oh, <laughs> I don't know where to go with this one. Um, Reed Blankenship blanking Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Reed Blankenship blanking. Let's yeah, Deshaun you know, let's go through. Let's go through that that yeah. period. Okay, let's let's tell that story. The very first period. So so we'll we'll get to the specifics of what happened earlier in practice. It was a pretty short practice. But just in the final period where it's the last chance 
for the ones to go against the ones, the twos to go against the twos, and then, you know, vice versa on both sides of the ball. Uh, the Eagles get the ball first. And how does that go down? Do you remember the specifics there? Do you have those notes? So, well, AJ Brown, touchdown. Touchdown. Brown caught the touchdown. Yeah, there was a, a pet, you know, there was a pass to AJ earlier in that drive when it got either, I think it got deflected or there was a penalty in there. And then, but the, the last play was a, uh, and the type of touchdown that is like seared in your mind is as a, a vintage play hurts to AJ. And as I, uh, as I wrote in the, in the notes that the way AJ caught the ball and like the way Jalen just threw it up to him was an example of why you feel so confident that AJ Brown is, is a wide receiver on this team because it, uh, I'm not comparing I do, it. I agree. To, I do think he's going to make the team. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm not comparing it to Kirk Cousins throwing it to Justin Jefferson in that Bills game where it's just like, F it, Jefferson's down there. But, uh, like, you could see Jalen almost improvising. You know, he kind of pointed AJ to that direction. It was a second reaction play, but it was not yes. a – there were a couple, you know, is, is this a sack? Is this a – this was not that. This was a yes. – moved around in the pocket as he should have and created the time for that, that pass downfield to AJ Brown. And then it's like, I have AJ down there. Martin Emerson's on him. Let's do this, right? Martin Emerson catching a stray. I believe it was Martin Emerson. I believe it was Martin Emerson. And and put it up there. And, um, you know, AJ just, just made a play on the ball with bodies around him. Mm -hmm. It was it was well done. Yeah, this was not a uh, – I wouldn't call this this specific matchup uh, a blowout. It started with uh, an mm -hmm. incomplete pass to AJ Brown. Then there was a draw that was sniffed out. Then there was a uh, swing pass to Kenny Gainwell, then a sack, and then the uh, long completion touchdown to A.J. Brown, which was then punctuated by the two-point conversion on a run that was uh, definitely converted by Kenny Gainwell behind Sua Opeta. So there you go. Yeah, real quick housekeeping there as we say it. Landon Dickerson did not practice, so Sua Opeta took most of the first-team reps, reps at left guard, and... Yo, my uh, name Josh is Sua, Sills. and I'm here to say that I pancake D-linemen every single day. <laughs> Josh Sills rotated in at left guard as well. I will not First do a Josh team. Sills rap. Um, Be careful. Okay, so 1-0 one, one and oh after the first matchup. On comes the first-team defense against the Cleveland Browns' first-team offense. We'll get to what uh, transpired between those two sides earlier in practice. There uh, were... Uh, a bit of fisticuffs, but uh, nothing too too crazy or out of hand. Uh, on the, in this period, you had Nicobe Dean and Nicholas Morrow at linebacker, and Reed Blankenship and Terrell Edmonds at safety. That was not the case all day long, but that it, it was for this one. And it begins with the first play. It's it's either Josh Sweat or Brandon Graham gets the ball out of Deshaun Watson's hands, like they get the ball. And I saw, uh, I think I thought I it was Graham. You thought it was Graham? I thought it was Graham, too, but I wasn't 100% sure. Okay. Um, I saw Mary Kay Cabot said that Deshaun Watson said, or, or Joel Batonio said that uh, the Eagles' D-linemen were taking some cheap shots at Deshaun Watson. Mm. I mean, if that's the case, like, how about a little how about a little protecting your quarterback from Joel Batonio, you know? He's getting run over by Jalen Carter. We'll see what happens. Um, next up, you have, uh, it looked like, this one was a potential sack for Jordan Davis. I think in a real game, Deshaun Watson probably skirts around him and gets a few yards, but uh, it was it was whistled down. Then uh, two consecutive uh, targets towards James Bradbury. We'll get to him in a little bit. Uh, one was uh, incomplete to Amari Cooper. The next was a completion to Donovan Peoples-Jones. And then comes the big play, an interception in the back of the end zone from Reed Blankenship, his second interception of the day, his third interception in two days. The man is a star. You're welcome. Two and oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Reed Blankenship, we've been talking about him throughout the summer. And he solidified that top safety spot and he's playing legitimately well. Uh, as Darius Slay was explaining after practice, he's not someone you want to do a, a milk check against. Do you understand that reference? No. Okay. So this is. 
reference to Josh Allen, something Josh Allen said this year uh, in a podcast when <laughs> he was. So uh, I think you had the story last year about Reed Blankenship's nickname. Yeah, Ghost. On the team, Ghost, because mm-hmm. he was the only white guy on mm-hmm. the team. And so it was it's like you, you find the reference. You try to you throw at the white guy. Yes. And so um Milkshake's a great Darius, name for that. That's great. Yeah. I so so Darius so Darius Slay said said, you know, I I heard what Josh Allen said about the milk check. You don't want to do a milk check against free blanket chip. Yeah. And and what and what what do they say? What does Josh Allen say about it? What's the, that's the I, I victim of the and like, No, he doesn't. He he's the quarterback. Oh, oh, him yes. as the quarterback, he tries to him find as, the white guy. Yes, exactly. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, something. I'm, I hope I'm not butchering the story here. Um, Do you think that Slay is referencing Josh Allen, or you think that Josh Allen just picked up on nomenclature that Slay already knew? No, he he referenced Josh Allen. Oh, he did. Yes, he said. I need to listen to it back, but yeah, he 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 referenced Josh Allen, and then I followed up. I was like, I know you were joking about the milk check, but Reed Blankenship's played really well this this camp. It seems like what have you seen in him? Something along that, and then he brought up the milk check thing again, and then someone a, a different reporter came up to me and uh, asked what he meant about the milk check, and I explained what Josh Allen had said. But anyways, Reed Blankenship has been catching balls throughout the summer. <laughs> So that is the uh, <laughs> that's that's the extent of it. I hope I didn't say anything out of turn here. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean. I mean, he's a white guy. Yeah, and 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 if and I was a quarterback, I'd throw the white guy too. And Darius Slay uh, referenced it. So, um, but Slay said that he he has the most interceptions of anyone in in camp this summer, and uh, without a doubt. He said Slay's jealous. Slay wants to have that. So he says, but they don't throw it to me. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so. Okay. So 2-0 and after uh, Milk Boy comes up with his interception. Uh, <laughs> then you've got the second team offense against the Brown second team defense. Another quick win here. As you referenced earlier, Marcus Mariota finds Tyree Cleveland streaking mm. on the left corner, uh, left sideline. Great catch from Tyree Cleveland. They do go two-point conversion. He scores on that too. I mean, Tyree Cleveland is making a case over the past week. It's yeah, it's hard to imagine him getting a roster spot, but he has he has uh definitely been the fifth best wide receiver in camp, I would say. Correct. They seem to have confidence in him. He's he's 25 years old, has been with the Broncos the last three years, has been a good special teams contributor for the Broncos. That's the, interesting because that's my question: is, is 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 can he can he do enough on special teams to be worthy of a spot? Yeah, that I that was his reputation in Denver. He said every day he tells himself the Muhammad Ali line: uh, "Don't count the days, make the days count." And he's trying. He said he's trying to make the days count here. The interesting fact um, that I have about Tyree Cleveland, or n- not fact, but kind of detail, is the Eagles. Signed him to the practice squad in January of last year, not to a futures contract. Then they signed him to the practice squad, so he came onto the practice squad during the playoffs, which is like it's it's like the best time to come onto the practice squad, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know i I think that's I think it was pretty. So he was with the team during the playoffs, during the Super Bowl, and uh, they signed him to a futures contract thereafter. But he's he's someone. Um, he went to Florida. Uh, Brian Johnson was well, his what a big matchup for him. Cleveland on on Cleveland. I think I referenced that yesterday. Yeah, and then, um, you got, and then we're going to get to it. But Brown too, both Browns, hmm. Cleveland Browns, Tyree, AJ, and Sydney. They killed it. We we got to rewrite the practice notes. This needs to be the lead. Make that the lead. Uh, Tyree Cleveland's been playing well. He has the trust up. You saw in the. Uh, you saw the other night um, when Tanner McKee went in targeting Tyree Cleveland right away, right? And Marcus Mariota did that today. Had, like He's someone who the quarterbacks clearly have confidence in. He has good size. He's making plays I'm gonna on the ball. I'm going to need to rewatch that Tanner McKee to uh, uh, Tyree Cleveland throw to decide whether it was him targeting Tyree Cleveland or if it was a milk check. <laughs> um, just for the record, Darius Slay brought that up. 
That's not me. Darius Slay brought that up. I mean, better yeah. a milk check than a cup check. You don't Mitch say. You don't say. Um, but <laughs> in any event, uh, Tyreek Cleveland catches the touchdown, and that was that was right in front of me. Uh, and nice. well, Tyreek Cleveland went on to literally flex. You know, mm. he he was uh, so pumped, caught the touchdown, flex, screamed. And the team came running over. Uh, they were pumped. There was clearly a message from Sirianni to have some juice today because uh, they don't typically celebrate touchdowns in practice like that. Well, and listen, this is this is the first time all summer where they get to they get to be a team together. The guys sure. that matter, right? Like even in the preseason game, the ones are not involved. Um, you know, it's like it's like Jason Kelsey was asked today whether. Uh, you know, maybe the fact that they played on Saturday night contributed to them like not playing super great in the joint practice on Monday. He's like, the ones didn't play. We don't can't use that as an excuse. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, like Love that. that was they were just on the sideline. Even I mean, they were happy yeah. for what was going on. But, you know, in terms of like uh, team building and camaraderie and like we're not against each other, we're together. The guys who matter now, that was that's the first time they've gotten to do that all summer. Yeah, correct. And but they weren't like that yesterday, correct? Right. Yeah. I mean, perhaps they didn't have the opportunities to do so, but they weren't like that yesterday. No, they weren't. And they, I mean, the energy level was low yesterday for them. And, and you know, Kelsey referenced it, Sirianni referenced it, and I think, I think, and Kelsey said that over the course of the past twenty-four hours, that was, you know, relayed to them by by the coaching staff. Uh, okay, so three and zero. Oh. One more to go. Let's see if the second team defense can hold up their end of the bargain and make this a clean sweep. You've got uh, Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack on the field together. Kayvon Wallace and Justin Evans at safety. And this is another sort of a quick one. Uh, it's a couple catches, a couple short catches, one on Josh Job, one on uh, Zach McPherson. Then they go right back to Job. Your boy, Zach, pulls up the uh, practice ending interception. Excuse me. Josh Joe Pitt so, ends it. Yeah, so uh, Slay was happy for Job there because I think he said Job has the worst hands of all the corners. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, so it was pumped to see him bring down the interception. But he he was really complimentary of Job. Um, Slay was. He, for he, was say, he, he, he was saying that you know, he doesn't talk much to you guys, but he asks – a lot of questions um, here. I'm pulling up the quote here. He said, uh, yeah, he really doesn't uh, talk a lot. Yeah. Cause he cannot catch and today. He caught it. He said, I'm like a proud <laughs> dad right now. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> he said here, he said here, uh, first of all, Job's probably the worst catcher in the DB room, but I'm so happy. My boy <laughs> caught the ball. I feel like I caught it for him. I feel That's like really he, he took, I feel like he took my hands and put them on his hands. He, he caught it cause he cannot <laughs> catch. And today he caught it. I'm like a proud dad right now. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. And credit to Olivia. I mean, good Ryan for Slay for making, make you know, get, taking. That's. I feel like that's the kind of thing I would do. You take take oh, yeah. responsibility I mean, for something yeah. that he has nothing to do with. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I one of the great things. Yeah, one of the great things about Slay is is like usually you know if, if you're trying to get that like complimentary quote or the and when I say complimentary, not complimentary, I complimentary with an e, right? Like the additional quote that you put in a story about the player, some context for a teammate, and you're expecting him to say, oh, yeah, he's, he's great. Now, Slay's going to give you a piece of his mind, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Including on Matt Patricia. Mm. Uh, okay, so we'll, we'll get to some of the specific uh, depth chart nuggets. We'll get to some of that other stuff. But just macro, Zach, do you, uh, do you match my enthusiasm for what you saw today? Oh yeah, that 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 they were much better. I mean, I was watching the offense today, and no, I'm I'm not matching your enthusiasm that like it all is right for the 2023 team. Um, but today but is the I have, today. today is for me a high water mark of my thought of my opinion of, of, of them this season. Yeah, sure, because it's a competitive situation, and the way they were. I mean, Jalen Hurts was the two most important days of the summer. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Hurts was terrific today. Like. Uh, I mean, I have no doubt you saw what you saw yesterday. They were not that same team today. Now, relatedly, Miles Garrett did not participate in it's team a, drills. So yeah, it's a very important uh, yeah. thing to know. Um, yeah. So as you noted yesterday, Miles Garrett kind of tore everything apart. And that was 
not the case. And I today. do think talking to some people, it, Jalen Hurts was maybe a little bit responsible for some of those sacks hmm. too. It wasn't just the offensive line, but it was still them as a whole. Yeah. Um, so as I was watching that, Jalen got the guys that he needed. I mean, uh, Devontae Smith caught a touchdown. AJ Brown caught a few touchdowns. Dallas Goddard in seven on seven. Um, he he went to his main guys. They were catching the Even ball. Threw as, a touchdown to David and Joku. There were not as many passes uh, to the backs. We've seen that more this summer. That I mean, he was he was getting his top three guys the ball today. Uh, I thought the running backs ran well for as much as you can ascertain in 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 these settings. But there was a nice run by Gainwell. There was a nice run by Boston Scott. And I think Boston those Scott runs, has looked really good this summer. Yeah, I I, I would agree. Sirianni, before practice, pointed out the position competitions, and he said we have some good ones at, say, at safety, linebacker, and running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, Trey Sermon, they they he had those impressive snaps last year that are still in Sirianni's mind. Trey Sermon had a had a nice touchdown run today. So, okay. but the the offensive line cleared space. I, th- I mean, Sermon basically went untouched. So. Okay. So. So first through the hole, making it seem less impressive, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Um, where should we go next? We want to get into some of the specific things you saw. What What did you see on the offensive side of the ball when we were when we were split up? You said Sua yeah. was at left guard for Landon Dickerson. Sua at, at left guard, but Josh Sills rotated in, so okay. it was not just Sua. Yeah, that's what they did yesterday too. Yeah. Um, I I thought it was. It, we it we was haven't heavy... really. We we posted our fifty threes, Zach, uh, from last week, but we haven't really gotten into the nitty-gritty of it on the podcast yet i don't know if today is the day to do that no but but you don't want to give away too much because mm. he's the king of the beats i gotta get um, the crown back i mean jimmy's <laughs> the uh temporary holder temporary temporary oh uh, so so to get i'm sorry do you think they're gonna how many offensive linemen do you think they're gonna carry so I predicted eight because I, I said Josh Andrews can be a, a practice squad guy who they elevate or Dennis Kelly can be a practice squad guy. They elevate. I frankly haven't been that impressed with Dennis Kelly this summer. Neither I don't know if you have. Uh, and okay, Josh Andrews yeah. has been as uh, the last two days has been leapfrogged by Julian Good Jones, who I think has been pretty good. Hmm. Something to think about there. Um, so I, I had eight. They, 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 they don't have a lot of depth that you'd want to keep. And I think they can, they can play practice squad things there. They can look at, frankly, uh, you know, the waiver wire players who are cut elsewhere. I, I thought you made an astute point earlier this summer when you said they don't really have those young developmental linemen that they've had in past years, and maybe they find those guys on the wire. I, I mean, some of these guys who they've spent some time developing, the Brett Toasts of the world, for instance, uh, they might have run their course by this point. You know what's interesting about these, these joint practices is – this isn't perfect because these guys are going to the threes are going to play in the preseason game. Right. But there is an element to like, let's play the ones and twos. Let's get them the good work. But also that means maybe we can protect the threes that we like, that we want to stash in the practice Mm. squad. You won't get good eyes on them. Like you'll, you'll see what everybody sees in the, in the preseason, but you're not going to see up close. What? I don't know. Um, Ben Van Sumeren can do. Hmm. That's a good point because I, I read elsewhere and I apologize. I don't know who, who wrote it, but uh, that this is a big week for teams to have their pro scouts at all these joint practices because mm-hmm. there's some, there's some uh, bottom of the depth chart poaching that happens at these practices. Interesting. Um, okay. So what else did you see from, from the offense? Yeah. Like I said, uh, Real heavy AJ Devonte day. I mean, I I I wrote this down. Devonte had a uh, I get a touchdown catch when it, it was a near sack. I didn't know if it was a sack or not. Rolled it a touchdown. Don't know what the official ruling would be there. But Elliot ruled it. I don't know actually. Um, I don't want to bother him. He's watching Messi right now. What's the score in that game? I don't know. I'm doing. I saw Messi had a goal. Yeah. Uh, so Devonte was was wide open. He was wide open. Everybody calls he was wide open I because think he's pretty clean. He was wide open because of the route that he ran, and that's the thing that jumps out to me is is like he's just so precise in his routes 
that uh, you kind of take it for granted when he's as open as he was. AJ had a a big touchdown catch when he or a, a big catch that was actually ruled out of bounds, but uh, he covers so much ground along the sideline, right? That uh, he almost toppled over these kids who were in the corner. Either good elusiveness from AJ or good elusiveness from the kids, but uh, they there was there was no catastrophe there. I, well, we know I thought that you the, are I, probably less impressed with the kids. Those those you know they're just kids. You'd rather you'd rather talk to the adults. <laughs> Give them the credit. <laughs> uh, that is not what I said, but we don't need to go into that. I was saying I was excited to see Marissa. It was a compliment to our friend. Marissa, who we haven't seen in quite some time. Then you might as well leave leave Madison at home with with Grandma. Just send Marissa down here. <laughs> I don't need to see that baby. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna get baited into that one. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, I, it, it was a it was a real heavy AJ and and um, I'm sorry, it, it was a real heavy AJ and, and Devonte Day. Marcus Mariota had too many incompletions. He had a few nice passes. He had a touchdown pass to Greg Ward that he just fit that right into the breadbasket, so to speak. Uh, he had a nice touchdown pass to Jack Stoll. They have a good connection, those two. Uh, totally trust but, him, yes, but there were passes where it's yeah. and I've 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 defended I've defended Mariota most of the summer. I'm like, yeah, you know, he's a veteran. He's brought a team to the playoffs, but some of these passes, it's like, who's he throwing to? You know, is there, is there <laughs> yeah, a guy? He's like, he can be really scattershot. It's yes. like, it's almost like, uh, you know, those ones where it's like so inaccurate that it's, that he doesn't risk an interception. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's like, true. I can't throw it there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned Tyreek Cleveland. Tyreek Cleveland made a series of catches even before you got there. Oh. Uh, he he was um, yeah. I I think uh, I think it was just He's a good, good day all around. Yes, and with Quez Watkins and Brayton Covey not playing, there was like a push up the depth chart, right? So you have Oz as the as the slot, and now you have Tyreek Cleveland definitively with the second team. One day's like today. Mm. He has definitely leapfrogged Joseph and Gata. Over the mm. past week. So I was a bit premature on that and got a hype, right? No, you're working with the information you had at the time. Because if I was doing, I, I don't do the camp crush in your sense. Like I don't do the bottom of the roster. I do the top of the roster. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> so I've, I, I've had Deandre Swift going. Yeah. For... You, got, you got Deandre Swift and David and Joku hang your hat <laughs> on those guys. <laughs> Did they have something in common? I thought it was uh, no. You know we'll get to that different time. Okay. Um, okay. Is that that's that's basically your wrap on the offense? Yeah. I, I mean it was a uh, it was a short practice and yeah it was a very short practice. First and second team a lot of passes to AJ and Devontae. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I did not get to watch one offensive line defensive line one on ones. Um, they had a, a brief period of that. Uh, hopefully, I think Fran Duffy is watching. If if he's got notes posted on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Um, that would be a, a good place to go for that. Uh, but beginning in seven on sevens and then into team drills, it's a little bit feisty with the Eagles defense. Yes. And I got to give Real credit quick, here. You did not put fight in your, you did not put fight or scuffle or anything like that in your, uh, in your notes. What do you mean? I, put, I described what happened. Yeah, but you didn't use the word fight is what oh. I'm saying. So is that good or bad? No, I, I was going to say, how would you describe what you saw? That's what I was about to ask you. Okay. What you call it? Well, well, first, okay. let me give some credit here because uh, we had some uh, BWF sicko royalty at practice today. RB, Rich Bobby came over to say hello. And like one of the first things out of Rich Bobby's mouth was, it's going to be a fight today. It's like, it's hot. It's and it was toasty. It was really hot, and I was like, you know what, Rich? I think you're right. Like these guys, after yesterday, they got to bring the energy. They're gonna want to punch back. So shout out to RB, the man. The man knows ball. Mm. Uh, he's a football. Cheesesteaks too. No cheesesteaks uh, too. I saw he went and got that that food chaser's cheesesteak. I forgot yes. to ask him about that. Um, so great call by RB, and the fight happens. Uh, you've got Sidney Brown 
working at safety with Reed Blankenship with the ones again. And for the second day in a row, Deshaun Watson throws the ball over the middle. Zach Cunningham with those go-go gadget arms of his tips the ball into the air. It floats into the waiting hands of Reed Blankenship, who intercepts it and then starts to run it back. And as he's running it back, Sidney Brown like lays a, lays a big old block on, uh, I believe it was Demetric Felton. And uh, Dewan Jones, the monster offensive lineman for don't mess with Dewan Jones Browns. Well, listen, he comes over and he shoves Sidney Brown. Sidney Brown shoves him right back, and then uh, you don't mess with the Canadian either. The big, uh, just you know, uh, bowl of machismo all together. Everybody pushing and shoving, uh, good stuff. And um, I was sitting now. The rules of like reporting on what people say in practice are that you can't directly quote a person. Um, so we'll get to that, but just keep that in mind. Uh, I did note that in this period, uh, Jimmy Haslam, the Browns owner was not happy with uh, that block. You know, he, he thought that was a uh, not cool. Um, <laughs> then. So there's the, How there's, did he illustrate that. Well, I can't directly quote him. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, then later on, the next, the very next period, it's twos versus twos, and Kayvon Wallace. Now let's let's remember here. In my estimation, the best day of Kayvon Wallace's Eagles career was the second day of last year's Eagles Browns joint practice. He was all over the place in that practice. That was the day he made the team. In uh, mm. in my view, he was great. Kayvon Wallace might just be a Browns killer. Because uh, he was fired up in this game, they're in on this day. Uh, it's a it's a, a a run up the middle. Christian Ellis, great play, knifing into the backfield, makes a tackle, but the running back keeps coming. And then Kayvon Wallace comes in and lays a really big one. And once again, Jimmy Haslam not not happy about this. He's like, oh, keep an eye out on this guy. Uh, I don't know exactly what his direct quote was. Um, and uh, Brown's getting Brett getting uh, feisty again. Next play, you will not be surprised by this sack. Yeah, boy. Uh, Derek Barnett pushes somebody after the whistle, <laughs> and then that guy pushes him. They both get flagged. So really, that's your improvement. I think that's an improvement because you, you go see from, through the flag. Yeah. So you go from getting flagged a fifteen yard penalty, small baby steps. Let's both get a flag. Okay. You know. Okay. Uh, I think that's, you know, we're only working our way up uh, for Derek Barnett. And then the next play. Was it like up. wrong place, wrong time for Derek Barnett or? No, this one was very say? much. This okay. one was very much. He just shoved the guy. <laughs> okay. Um, which, uh, you know, I can respect. Um, and then. Um, yes. Then on the very next play. So it's, this is three plays in a row. Kayvon Wallace again. Uh, just thumps into a guy. And here's where uh, I will not directly quote somebody, but I will tell you um, that Ed Kratz, uh, who was standing nearby me, uh, he, he has a tweet that says, a Browns personnel member yells out to the field, somebody needs to get on 42's ass! Uh, and that's... Uh, you know, I'll let you put that puzzle piece together uh, of who was saying that. Um, so it was fun to watch. Um, did hey, did it, anyone get on 42's ass? You know what? No. And which, okay. kind of, you know, maybe this is like, uh, we'll see what happens on Thursday night. Somebody, somebody comes after him. Uh, um, but yeah, that was, it was good. It was good. Uh, high energy stuff. That's a in little late. Of, I mean, that, I mean, that's like in the that's like the pitcher who like beans the guy the the next series. Sean Estes <laughs> throws behind Roger shows throws behind Roger Clemens. We've been waiting. We've been waiting all offseason for this rematch. Yeah, exactly. Clemens exactly. throws a, a spiked bat at Mike Piazza. Here's Sean Estes. Here we go, and he throws it a mile behind him. What are you doing, Estes? And then he, home, he homers off Clemens later in the game, but that's that's not as good. Yeah, I'm just saying you can't. You can't retaliate on Thursday from something that happened on Tuesday. I agree. Somebody, I know. Listen, yeah. I I didn't want it to be Michael Dunn. I wanted it to be somebody else. But yeah, I, I thought no. somebody was gonna come after Kayvon. But Michael Dunn's got that dad strength. Now there was a play uh, in team drills 
uh, before the move the ball drill, where like one of the most just like powerful, violent collisions in the hole I've ever seen. And I, it might have, it was probably the two best players on the field. Michael Dunn is coming around. He's pulling to his left from the right guard spot. Christian Ellis meets him in the hole. And it was like, like just like the, the, uh, the two most powerful things in the world colliding with each other, just meet together and, and neither one moves a muscle. It was like very impressive. My heart. I didn't, I didn't know what to do with myself. Well, you're on team done. I imagine. No, of course I'm on team done. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, I, it doesn't, I don't, I don't want to see my, my you're in for a draw there. The NFL, exactly. You know? You're in, you're in for a draw. I think uh, I like to think that they, I'd like to think that they both gave it to each other enough that they both respected what each other was bringing. Sure. Shout out to Michael Dunn. I mean, he's got Marissa first in the chat. Yes. Yes. Uh, awesome to see. Um, he was, uh, he was taking first team reps. He had Fletcher Cox over him. Um, like it says a lot about Michael Dunn that he's, he's here blocking one of the, I, I think Fletcher Cox was on the, the all decade team. Uh, he, he had, he's a, feared defensive player in this league and there's 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 michael dunn block now there was a double team okay so there are two guys there but they did a good job blocking fletcher cox so i was impressed well i'll tell you what i was standing next to shield shield said look 68 with the first team i'll tell you what was interesting to me was uh on the josh job interception at the end of practice or maybe it was the reed blankenship interception it must have been the reed blankenship interception because it was the ones uh, you know, Michael told us yesterday that in one-on-ones, he went up against Jalen Carter, and Jalen Carter got him good with that same club move that he used in uh, the game against the Ravens. So on this play, this big play, here comes Jalen Carter again with the club move, and it was like Michael had it had it perfectly scouted. It's like he knew exactly what to do. It's like I knew this was coming. It's like you're not getting me twice. Uh, I was very, I was, I loved that. Thought it was great. Good to see. Shut him down. It's it's nice to see Michael. I felt bad. I was I was saying hello after practice, and Tyree Cleveland's over there talking, and I'm like, <laughs> sorry. I'm like sorry, Michael. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yes, gotta go talk to Tyree Cleveland. Well, at least you didn't make him feel like Madison. I I can't wait to see Madison, Marissa. I cannot wait to see Madison, and I'm excited to see you. I I, I don't know how that could be misinterpreted or misconstrued in any way. Uh, here's something I want to ask you about, Zach. Yeah, fire away. Second day in a row, James Bradbury getting some reps in the slot, um, not mm -hmm. exclusively, but significantly. Uh, some with the ones, some with the twos. What's your read on this? I think there are a few ways to read it. Um, there is, it's just trying to figure out what he can do. Uh, this could be a break glass in case of emergency thing. If Avante Maddox gets hurt, gets hurt, we we want to know if this is a, an option for us. Maybe it's a specific matchup type thing. Yeah. Let's see what we've got. I think that's probably the most likely. It also coincides with Zach McPherson now working on the outside exclusively the last two days. I think that's a natural thing because Sean Desai hasn't seen Zach McPherson on the outside yet. Now he gets eyes on him. Uh, but there's a way to do that where those two are not correlated. I mean, Bradbury could just play in the slot and and McPherson could be on the outside with the twos. There is... Are we a little bit worried about Avante Maddox? I don't think that Avante Maddox has had a very good summer. Is this uh, just a backup option? Uh, we want to see Josh Job on the outside with the ones. We want to see what he does against the ones because this is a guy who we're thinking of as probably our top uh, corner on the outside, backup corner on the outside. Let's see how he does against the ones. Um, or the last one is, is it a prelude to what if Avante has to go back to safety? All good questions. I'll preface this by saying, and this is not self-deprecation. This is honestly, I'm uh, this is honesty. I'm happy that happened again today. Because the one thing with with watching these practices is is like we don't have a, a rewind button, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I I put the James Bradbury thing in, in my notes, 
but I didn't really see it in anyone else's notes. Oh, that's I'm funny. Like, I'm like, oh, did I? <laughs> you know, did I see right, that? Was it just emotion inside? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you, so you, you get a little worried that, oh, did I not see that correctly? You know, because there's a bunch of things going on at once. So when I saw that happen again today, I was like, thank you. You know, because <laughs> especially when I'm doing the joint notes with you, I, I, mm. I want to try to bring my A game. Um, but no, I, I think it's it's more matchup specific. I, I don't think it has to do with Avante. I think that there's probably matchups where they don't want Avante against, you know, maybe a, a six three, six four slot, right? Maybe they, they would they would rather have a bigger group of, of uh, corners there. Or or maybe they're preparing for some of these teams that play their tight ends in the slot, right? Um you saw that a bit in the Super Bowl. And the Eagles used CJ, I think, in, in that role, right, against uh, Kelsey. Uh, and, and so I think it, it could be something like that. I mean, they they, they don't have the same coverage. Safe. CJ played an important role for them last year, and they don't have that in their safeties this year. Now, I say that Blanket Chip's been catching the ball well, but CJ was a really unique player that the Eagles could use in unique ways. And without him, you got to figure out how do you, how do you compensate for that. And so perhaps there's certain matchups that they want James Bradbury inside. That's the way I would interpret. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a little bit of all of those things. This gives you more information uh, on all of these possible eventualities. Um, I don't think that you know the plan when you give James Bradbury twenty million dollars guaranteed is to is to put him uh, in the slot, but it's also. You know, if he loses a step, is this uh, is this a, a better a place better suited for him? Probably, I, I would I would guess actually not. Like you would think, you're better off on the outside if you have lost a half step than you would be on the inside. But I think it's you know maybe he's more physical there and 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 uh, he can play up on the line. I think it's it's just let's see what we've got. Um, is this a tool that we can bust out? Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think that's about it that I have from the defense. Uh, Sidney Brown again. Oh, the uh, pass rush was good. Pass rush was okay. good. It was mostly, from what I could tell, uh, the guys on the outside, Sweat and Graham, although there were a couple really splashy um, Jalen Carter reps. He ran over Joel Batonio once. Um, so I think he has been, for all of my uh, preaching caution, I think he's been I think he's been pretty good the last two days. Yes. Uh, I think Milton has looked That's what you expect to see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at safety, I mean, if we're when we we're, we're not yet ready to redo our uh, turkeys to the castle, but I think I'm pr- going to go pretty heavy on on Blankenship Brown week one. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I've I've been going Sydney all along, and I made the mistake of not what going. A beautiful Blank- marriage between the, the two of us. I've been going Reed. You've been going Sydney. Yeah. It's going to be both of them. There We're you go. Right. Yeah. Uh, so clearly, it's going to be Reed, and I think it's going to be Sydney. I think they drafted Sydney Brown to start, and I've been saying this all summer. I've been waiting for this to come, and it's coming, and I don't think it's stopping. And I actually think so. I don't think it's coincidence. And well, before I, I finish this, did they continue using that hybrid safety linebacker role? today they didn't really use that today from what okay. i could from what i could see so then maybe, i think Edmonds is still yeah. in the mix um yeah i just i think if if it's going to be Sidney brown eventually at some point this season which i think we both agree that it is if you're starting from scratch with this with this new defensive coordinator and you're sort of expecting growing pains anyway let him play week one let's yeah. you know yeah let's, let's uh rip the band-aid off here I agree, I agree. But 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 I was I was. I do think say he's a, he is a high variance player. Like Sydney Brown he said today um, that like you know what somebody asked him how he sort of graded out, um, and he said you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go less hard on those tackles, but like maybe I'll take some different angles. Um, like you know there there are going to be plays where he's gonna he's gonna come downhill 100 miles an hour and miss a tackle and it's gonna be a touchdown. That's gonna happen. Mm. Um, he sort of reminds me of like a much better athlete, Kurt Coleman. Okay. Kurt Coleman had a good, had a good career in the league. Yeah. So, um, 
I, I, yeah, so what I was adding there was we both noted that after Sean Bradley's injury, they did not add linebacker, a spot where they were already noticeably thin. It's a good question by you to Nick Sirianni. And, he gave a good answer. And they went defensive tackle. And Nick Sirianni said he needs to see their linebackers play. And then so he also said that. Yeah, and then he also said that coming out of the game the other day, the, the D tackles needed a spell. Which I think uh, is true. Like they don't they don't want yeah. Ojimo and Kentavious Street having to play fifty yeah. snaps. Yeah. Um, but uh I think a, a part of this is I think they view some of these bigger safeties as almost deaf linebackers. And I think you've seen it this camp in particular. If Kayvon makes the team and Edmonds is on the team, I think these are guys they can bring into the box and play uh play in that hybrid safety linebacker role and that gives you some of that depth there. I think Edmonds especially. I think that's right. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about linebacker right now? Not particularly good. Um, I mean, Jack hasn't flashed enough so far. Cunningham's gotten his 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 hands on the ball. I I want to see. I actually how those think Morrow has him. been better over the last week than he was earlier. Um, it, over the since since they made this change, I think I would rank it what from what I've seen. Ellis, Cunningham, Morrow, Jack. I've seen the least from Jack so far. After Dean, yes. After yeah. Dean, yeah. Uh, so my concern with linebackers is this. At the safety spot, you have guys who are making a run for the position. So you're seeing some of these changes because Sidney Brown's making plays and you go on down the list. I don't think, I think a linebacker, they're trying all these different combinations almost as them putting their hands in the air. Like, let's, let's see if one of these sticks. I don't think there's there's anyone who's like really staking a claim to that linebacker job. And by the way, Dean I mean, included. Do. Like, well, you think Christian Ellis? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Dean included. I don't think Dean's been spectacular. I think uh, I think he's been fine, but he missed some time. And uh, I think he's been at times invisible, which you don't want to see. Yeah, but you know, maybe but they're not tackling. They're not tackling, and maybe that means that he is covering somebody well, and and they're not yep. throwing them the ball, right? Like, yeah, um, that's that's entirely possible, and I I have no doubt that he's going to be, if healthy, one of the starting linebackers. I just we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? 
we've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Uh, what else you got going on? Oh, you know who did you see was that practice? Who, aside from Rich Bobby, uh, who was the most the most handsome bald man there? Did you see uh, what other bald man was at practice today? What other bald man? Dave Spadaro. He was there, but that's not who I'm referring to. He's usually there. <laughs> okay, so someone who's not usually there. Uh, give me a clue. Or, well, a guy after your own heart. Um, a guy who uh, famously loves positionless players. <laughs> Steve Kime. I saw that. I saw that in your notes too. Yeah. Yes. Former Arizona Cardinals GM Steve Kime was at practice. We, the Eagles have uh, Dave Caldwell on staff. Uh, they have had ex-general managers on staff in the past. Um, I think I think it makes a lot of sense, right? Um so at some point you're getting probably good information. You're getting, you know, yeah. it's a good way to gather information. Um, it's a good sounding board for things. I do also think it's kind of funny to think of it like uh, Howie Roseman, like gathering pelts, like all the general managers he's outlasted. He's now making them work <laughs> for him. It's like, he's, he's putting them up on his wall. <laughs> like he's, he's, he's stuffing their stuff in their heads. And <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. But but my joke to this would be, number one, I agree that you know there's, uh, he he likes having sounding boards. He he likes having guys who've sat in the room, made these decisions, and it's it's a credit to him for having you know the security, to you know like the personal like not the job security, the the esteem, the personal security, not to be threatened by them. But the other thing is, like, I think Howie's sense of humor sometimes is he, he likes to rip on guys' bad draft picks. So, so he collects the guys who made <laughs> bad draft picks, you know. So, uh, so I think there's He's a like, part of him. That, Steve, you didn't you have Hassan? Didn't you have him? <laughs> yeah, yes. You put him in line. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like Dorsey. Like, Steve, Dorsey. watch this. Watch this rep right here. Uh, Dorsey, who's that cornerback you took in the top ten again? Justin Gilbert? <laughs> uh, I don't even know if Dorsey that was no that uh, no that was Ray Farmer actually. Yeah, I, I I think yeah because he took Denzel well, Ward. You could have so made a Baker Mayfield, you know. That joke where, where is apply. Baker these days anyway? Yeah, yeah, Tampa. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I know that's I the, know you're asking me. Okay. And I, I um, know where he is. Okay. Of course you do. Yeah. Um, where's Tampa gonna be on your power rankings? Pretty low. I mean, I, I'm looking forward for to sure. the over. I'm looking forward to the over under pod because there's like there's other you know there's some teams that I that I like more than more than the public does. Oh, I look forward to that too. Um, okay. I think that's uh, I mean, it was a pretty short practice. That's that's pretty mm-hmm. much the extent of my notes. I think you got anything else from Nick Sirianni or uh, anybody else you talked to afterwards? Uh, Jalen Hurts spoke after after practice. Um, Low volume as usual. Yes, yeah, I mean he's like making a he's making like a it's like he watched Alshon Jeffrey tape and he's like trying to get as low as Alshon. Yeah. He said we didn't seem excited today. Yeah. But he, but he, but he, but he didn't really he didn't really seem very excited about I I asked I asked him, well, we don't need to I don't know if it was on the anyways. Um I I said we're not excited or you're not excited. I think he suggested he's he's never really excited to mm. talk to us. But uh Jalen said this about this is a quote from Jalen about the way they played yesterday. I think you get yourself in a pickle when you go out there and play so well all the time. And the standard is so high because you play so well and it doesn't look like that a couple days or for a day. That's the expectation. That's something that we all embrace. So the pickle they're in is that they're so good often that when they have a bad day, it stands out. Um, yeah, it's a little bit. Did- yeah, come on. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Jason Kelsey was up there. Jason Kelsey talking about the uh, the Amazon documentary that's coming out. Yeah, this was very interesting. He said he said they've been working on it for two years. And the idea behind it uh, and it was sort of in conjunction. It was like Connor Barwin's idea was that uh, there have been like documentaries made about 
like guys getting out of football and like adjusting to life after football, but they wanted to do it as it was happening. So it was like, mm. uh, this, this is my last ride or, uh, like I'm preparing to, to eventually retire and, and we'll see how it goes. He started two years ago. He's back for another year. Happens every, happens every time. Good for him. It's that's, that's pretty cool because, um, you know, as an aside, this is a little book flex. When I, when I wrote underdogs, one of the things that stood out to me is, Where did you is buy that? you can buy that anywhere books are sold. One of the things that stood out when people were like reflected back on the, on the Super Bowl, is their, their feelings in real time. Like when something happened is a lot different than like after the fact, like, after the fact, everyone's like, oh, we always had confidence in Nick Foles. You know, like we right, we knew right, it. But right. then, like, if you were in the locker room that week, there yeah, was like, a lot oh of. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did that Raiders game, guys? <laughs> yes. So that's my point. So so I I, I think his, his point was astute when Jason said that, that when you capture how, how that transition is going, like the way you feel in real time, it's much more authentic. Then when you reflect after the fact, you know, it's it's like the idea of him going on a pot of him starting a podcast. Right. Mm. The podcast is top on Spotify charts now. It seems it seems great now. Right. But like Im- imagine the trepidation he probably had or the deliberation he probably the, had in the Eagles organization, potentially. Yeah, exactly. So so that's I I I think I'm I'm excited to see it. Um, I think we were talking about it last night, August. Well, I'm sorry, September 12th. It comes out and. Uh, yeah, it should be a good one. September twelfth. That's a that's a Tuesday after the opener, or the Monday. After yes, the because it's the Tuesday after the opener. Oh, yeah, because um, we're flying home on September eleventh. Yes, and then they play Thursday night against. So they play on Amazon Thursday night against the Vikings. Oh, uh, perfect. Yes. So I was thinking the other day, or even today, it just like occurred to me, like to some degree, how exhausting it must be to be Jason Kelsey. Like, you know, we, we see him at the Mount Joy show on Sunday. Well, yeah. those of us who were good enough friends uh, to actually accept Matt's invite. Um, you know, he's he's up on stage everywhere. Jason Kelsey goes. Yeah. It, he is like making somebody's day that they get exactly, to see yeah. Jason freaking Kelsey. Exactly. And that must be so it like he doesn't want to let them down. He's got to he's got to be yeah. Jason Kelsey all the time. He can't like He's got to, he's got to be, uh, and even, even on the podium, like he has to give these great answers. He's got to, he's got to be engaging. He's got to be an active listener. He's, he's got to like be funny. Like they, there were WWE guys here today and, uh, he, he does like a five second video, but he's got to really bring it like a stone cold Steve Austin thing. Like everything he does, he's got to be on. It's got to like, it's just got to be a lot. I, you know, I feel the same way. Uh, it's one of the things that impresses me the most about Jason Kelsey um, because he is, he's like a, he's a willing participant in all of these and all the time. And not just that, like he has a really demanding job that is, that's like physically and mentally consuming and that he's fighting the odds to stay healthy and to like play at a high level. Okay. He's got that. He's got three kids at home, okay? Um, he's a husband, right? Yeah. Uh, like I, you know, I, I don't have a job nearly as demanding as as him, and and I saw my kids for eight minutes tonight, like before, you know, between writing and 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 getting ready for the pod. Um, I think you make the job as just as demanding as his. I think you, I think you guys um, work equally hard. But I, uh, but to your point, you know, I was somewhere this summer where Jason was, and. Uh, and my wife wanted to go like say hello and i was like come on like i was He's like all these with people. us all the time i was like i was like yes it, exactly and and uh and he was i feel that like I, even in the locker room i feel that because it's like mm-hmm. i'd love to go have a conversation i want to have with jason kelsey that's gonna make me smarter yeah. about the team but like everybody's going over to jason kelsey i don't want to bother him yeah exactly exactly so um yeah i, I give him a lot of credit because it's the uh, I talked about this with head coaches in the past that the I think like the biggest adjustment when you become a head coach is that every interaction you have is the most important interaction of that person's day. Like everyone in the building mm-hmm. uh, will, will remember the like interaction they have with the head coach. 
Whereas him, he could just be talking to anybody, right. you know? And so Jason Kelsey, that's every moment of his life. When yeah. he's, when he's like, not, yeah. And it, it's probably a bit like, like the locker room is probably the locker room and the, and his home are probably yeah. the only places where it's not like that. But even in the locker room this time of year, if you're, you know, like you see, sure. Julian you know, back up, yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, the Browns got guys got like random backup guys going up and saying, you know, everywhere he goes, it's it's like this. And that's not to say that that's not the case with Jalen Hurts, but Jalen, it kind of Jalen lives, you know, you know, within his his he's kind of created. Yeah, he's space got for him a little, a little bit more. Bit more. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's part of what's endearing about Jason. But I agree. It must be exhausting. Yeah. And good, for, I mean, good for him. I did yeah. on that point. I, it was a funny. I always like after the joint practices, like seeing who's going up to who and like who's talking shop. There was a uh, an interesting little back and forth between Kelsey and Dalvin Tomlinson, um, who obviously was with the Giants for a long time. So they, these guys have gone head to head a bunch. Um, and I I only heard like a snippet of the conversation, but Tomlinson was like, "Yeah, you're like after all this time, I I know when you've picked something up, like." I can tell when you know something and like, I could see that today. So it was like, you know, just cool uh, inside baseball stuff. Yeah, no, that is, that is. And it, um, it's a good conversation to have because it's, it's definitely the truth. Mm. All right. What are we looking forward to on Thursday night? I mean, it's going to be nothing but threes, mm. right? We're going to get to get to see the Tanner McKee gun show. Yeah. I think, I think that's a big story is, um, yeah, Any I think there's a lot of people who are, who, uh, well, you can probably speak this better than me, but there's a lot of people who are impressed by Tanner McKee's performance the other night. As you were, you you called that the Tanner McKee game. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, he's, one, as, of the, he's uh, one of the core four. He's one of the core as four. a quick aside, Moro Ojimo, Christian Ellis, Reed Blankenship, Bo. Um, those are my babies. I'm gonna but I'm gonna butter Bo up here. Um, you know, I I I say on here a lot that the pod's always been Bo's baby, um, but. Uh, the descriptions that you see on on uh, iTunes, I don't see those. Bo sends the description to the producer typically. So when I go into iTunes and I read it, and the description the other night was like Christian, it, 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 I'm sorry, it was it was something with Tanner McKee, uh, like the greatest player or, mm, or something like that. Was, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he he has a big um, he, he's there's gonna be a lot of people watching him and. I'm curious to see how he does because he hasn't really practiced this week. Yeah, that's we, true. That is, yeah. So that's that's one thing. I think these linebackers are going to get a lot of burn. So I'm curious to see that. Yeah, you know, that is the one place where, like, I, I know that those guys need reps, but, like, a lot of these are I – mean, a lot of these guys are veterans. Like, is N'Kobe Dean going to play in this game? He probably has to, I don't right? think so. No. No. Well, you mean based on numbers? Yeah, they've got six linebackers. You're right. Uh, they they didn't seem to want to play him the other night. Wait, by the way, you the you wrote a star emerges as Eagles fall twenty to nineteen in the preseason opener. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I stand by that. Yeah, <laughs> guys, a stud. We'll see. As I knew all along, I said it like the third day yeah. of practice. But you didn't say it on draft day. That's that's the thing. You gotta. But that's not the point. I I haven't I didn't, I didn't have eyes on him. I gotta get him in my orbit. I gotta smell him. I gotta. I got to feel him. I got to so, watch. I got to, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, swiping right and swiping left on, on Tinder. I'm going out among the people. I got to, I got to feel these people. The Browns depth chart includes your quarterback crush in this draft. Yes. I'm Dorian Thompson Robinson. Night. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the looks good in the first game. The quarterback who who Bo, the Pac-12 quarterback Bo Wolf loves the most will be a parent on Thursday mm. night. One of them's going to have a baby. <laughs> what? He said one of them will be a parent on Thursday night. All right, <laughs> that's a Bo joke right there. Just because you're not going to uh, care about the baby doesn't mean that it's not going to be there. Um, what was, what was, Emily's, what was Emily's take on your baby take? 
Oh, she hasn't heard that one. I, I <laughs> she's not listening to it. you know, it's funny. I was I was talking to my I was I was talking to my cousin on the ride to work today. And shout out to Lee. Yeah, shout out to Lee, big time a loyal listener. Um and he's like uh it's like I'm loving your pods, but I'm a little behind. I'm on practice five right now. <laughs> I'm like he's not loving them that much. No, he is, but you know, we we do like an hour and a half a day. So yeah, the these things uh these things back up. Hmm. Jason in the says Zach has the right take on babies. I want to clarify this. <laughs> Love babies. Nothing wrong with babies. Okay. Um, my point. You're ambivalent is, about babies. No, my point is that if you have a friend or a family member who has a baby, and you say, "I got to see the baby," is you it's it's actually you want to see the friend or the family member you see the baby what more is there to do you know <laughs> whatever is my cv isn't leave leave wedding early snub the babies um yeah i suppose guiltiest charge there was that referring to actually leaving a wedding early or leaving the reception or the uh the ceremony early because the ceremony thing was a mis uh, uh misunderstanding but <laughs> I think I think I think maybe you've said this in the past of leaving weddings early or something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaving wedding, leaving the actual wedding early. Yeah. I like to get home. Okay. Um, but no, Thursday night's a big game, and then uh they're practicing I mean, Saturdays. Huh? I don't know if it's a big game. It's a game. There's only three of them. It's thirty three percent of the preseason. That's true. And we will be here uh to wrap it all up. Late on Thursday night, as usual. Are, are we doing? Uh, are we doing a pod at the stadium, or are we going to come back to our computers? Game time decision. I don't know. What would you rather Game do? Time decision. I like in person. I if like we use my too. laptop, I, I gotta wipe off the. I, I think my camera was a little um, smeary the other night, and not smeary. Mm -hmm. I, I think it. Yeah, I, I think I. Would but it's the same the camera, camera you're using right now, so I wouldn't you wipe it off right now? True. Okay. All right. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We will be back late Thursday evening as the Eagles take on the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland and the Browns taking on the Cleveland Browns. So for Zach and Madison and Christian and Tanner and Reed and Morrow. The core four. We thank you for listening. We will talk to you uh, late on Thursday. And as always, we love you.